So we were discussing Avodah Zarah last night. And we spoke about the principle that Avodah Zarah didn't worship physical stone or wood or whatever, gold or silver objects. They used them as a medium. And the reason they did that is because they understood that spiritual things need to rest on something. There isn't such a way of con- contacting an abstract physical thing, a sort of spiritual thing. They had to find a physical entity for it to rest on, and then they could interact with the. They could interact with the physical thing. That was the side of what Abdul Baraza were trying to do. In fact, just as an aside, there's a Maram Shif who asks the question: If that's the case. So what was David Amalek saying? They can't see, they can't hear, they can't smell, they can't taste. Why did you expect them to? They were just a medium. They were just a medium. So why would we think that they would be able to do all of these things? They weren't a source of power in their own right. And the Maram Shiv says an amazing answer. The Maram Shiv says it's true. They were only a medium. But if something is a medium to transfer chiyos, then it should affect the medium too. If this is the if this is the, the, the entity through which life is coming, so why doesn't it get some of that benefit itself? And therefore David Amalek wanted to say that if, if the fact that it has no life shows it can't be a medium to transport life either. Or else it should have been affected by that in some way also. So he said attack by candle by he wasn't saying it of it as it didn't work. Otherwise people wouldn't have kept doing it. It was something which was so such a strong power and attracted people so much so that it obviously was doing something. Right? Either what, the, the, what he wanted to show is that it's not a source of chios in its own right. Because if it had a koyach in its own right, it should have been mechaya the kli. And when you see it doesn't do that, so then in a chanami, let's explain a little bit more, like he's going to explain just now, the, the way that they worked was they had to take things by force. The koyach of a desire was to steal, basically. It's, uh, we have to explain the principle of how you steal from a spiritual thought idea, but the koyach of a desire was to steal something and bring it down al korachoy. Just as an aside, for example, what the Gemara says about it is it's it's which literally means it makes weaker the which means the malachim. Why? Because whatever spiritual koyach there was, which was sent to do a job, the by stealing it, so to speak, by taking it where Hashem wanted, so they were makkish, they took away from the koyach of wherever the koyach was meant to be. But the ability that they had was in order to bring it down so then we made it that, so they used these mediums as a way to access it and to bring it down to this world okay we'll talk about more about it a bit later on but in the meantime let's go back to what he wants to say so he says this was the way the whole world understood how you interact with spiritual things the way to interact with the spiritual thing is in order to find a physical representation to work with So they would either might find the animal or an inanimate object. Either a star, a constellation, a spiritual force, whatever it would be. They would only understand as a religion which had something physical that they could relate to. And that's the case. That was the experience humanity had with trying to envisage an, an object which symbolized spirituality to them. When Moshe told them the Torah, so they were looking for something that he would bring them, something physical. 
Because they would bring him something from Hashem, she or so they could see the Yaqbin or they'd accept it. Just like when HaKadosh Baruch wanted to show that he was protecting Klai Yisrael, he did it in a physical way. This is an interesting idea. HaKadosh Baruch could have protected Klai Yisrael invisibly. He could have just flattened the mountains and, had it, and shielded them from all sides. That would have worked. But Hashem didn't do it in a way they couldn't see. He made, flat, he made clouds. They could see the clouds. He made an Amur of Esh. They could see it. Let's think about that a second. Maybe we never did. If Hashem just wanted to protect them, protect them. Why do you have to make a physical thing that shows that you're protecting them? Why does Hashem have to make clouds that they could see? And a fire that they could see? Once you can protect them without that. I mean, the Pasuk says that. The Malach of Hashem camps or travels around the clouds and protects them. We don't see that Malach. It's there. You're being protected. When they came out of Mitzrayim, it wasn't enough just to protect them. Hashem showed them who's protecting them. There was something physical that they could relate to and see. We see Hashem's protecting us, we can see that none are covered. And it wasn't just Kaisal that saw that. The Goyim saw it too. The Goyim saw it too. It's Mephorish and Chupasuk. That after Ayn Akoyen died and the clouds were left, so now the Goyim thought, this is our chance to attack. The clouds have gone. So it was something which everybody could see. So we see then that when Hashem wanted to show protection, He showed it them physically. And therefore they expected when Hashem wants to give us the Torah, He's going to give us something physical too. Why? And they would respect it and honor it and bow down to it as a way of showing respect for Hashem. Just like, again, the same thing. After the Egel Azov, after the Egel Azov, it says Moshe moved his tent out of the Machin of Klai out of the camp of Klai Moshe moved his tent 2,000 miles away, and the Pasuk says that all the people stood and they watched. Right? And Moshe went to his tent, and they saw when Moshe came to his tent that the Amud Anan came down and spoke to Moshe. Everybody saw that and they died down. In other words, again, Hashem spoke to Moshe, but it wasn't something invisible. They saw the Amud Anan coming down in Moshe's tent. So it was something they could look at and they could bear down to. There was something that they could relate to. And therefore, when the people heard Aseris Adibris, Moshe goes up the mountain to bring down the Luchos, and only that he had made an Aron Kodesh to house them in, to have something that they could see, and they could, have, they could so to speak, have in, have in front of them, that that would be the, the, the item, the entity, the object that they could see as something physical which symbolized the bris between them and Hashem. Was the Aaron Kodesh the Kodesh Therefore, they were looking for Hashem to give them the Luchus, so to speak. And, and, so the people waiting for Moshe to come down with the Luchas, which is what exactly what Moshe was meant to do. In that's an interesting thing. They were expecting Moshe any minute. They were still wearing the Shabbos clothes from Harsinai. They had to wait for Moshe to come down with the Luchas. They stood there waiting. The service was finished. Moshe got up to the mountain. 
So they wait, half an hour, an hour, two hours, three hours. The, the next morning, they're still waiting. The next morning, they're still waiting. Even like he makes a graphic, they didn't, they didn't change their clothing. They were still waiting. No, where's, we're going to wait until Mechabal Deluchas. They're waiting for 40 days. No, that's number, number two, they saw Moshe go up. He never took food with him. Right? And he left them that he would come back the same day. So where's he gone? And this is the Pedagogal, which is a big Chiddush of the Kuzari. It says, Mashma, Moshe never told him he was going for 40 days. Moshe left. Like he says, They expected him back that day. So they were waiting for him. This is not what's Mashma from Rashi. On the contrary, the whole Chashash and Rashi was, they knew it was 40 days, they just didn't know when to start counting the 40 days from. It's an interesting Chiddush that the Ghazari says, also one has to know where he found this in Chazal, such an idea that the Chathila, that they thought that he was going to come back that day. So what happened? In other words, if you're explaining it, Moshe just went up to bring down the Luchas, then it doesn't take a long time. Go, bring them, go pick them up and come back with them. Right? If they understood that Moshe was going to get much more than the Luchas, then it would take time. But uh, what, what, what was their understanding? What did they think was going to happen? Right, that's inachan. In other words, I'm not saying that we can't explain the Kuzari. I'm just saying he's saying something different to the mainstream approach of the Rishonim. So when that happened, 40 days later, then there was a machshav ra'ah for some of the people. V'tchilu hamen la'am la'achlek mechlekes. Now they started arguing with each other. What happened? What do we do now? Gemayrim ma'etis ha'machshavis. There are all kinds of ideas and svaras. Aj, shenit starafam ha'manoshim levakish and so, there were those people who said, okay, Moshe never brought down the Luchas. We need something else to make which we can use as something which we can relate to in order to worship Hashem. Why didn't they ask One second. They weren't denying the Hashem and talking about the Mitzrayim. But there should be something in front of them they can relate to when they speak about Hashem. Zari said different to other Rishonim. We said the Ramban said they were looking for a replacement of Moshe. Rashi said they were looking for some kind of a desire. Because Zari, like we said, has a new approach. They weren't looking for either. They weren't looking for someone to replace Moshe. They weren't looking for a leader. They weren't looking for a different guide either. They were looking for something physical to work with. And uh, the idea is that, like that's where his whole introduction came for, that the idea of worship to something which, is, which one can't relate to it wasn't the, no one understood no one, no one at the time understood such a thing. Even if they understood there's one Hashem, they had to understand that there's something where you can relate to and bring down, so to speak, spirituality to something over here. So how are we going to do it on a completely abstract level? And therefore, they thought what we're going to get is the luchas. Hashem will give us luchas, and now we're going to, so to speak, like it says, mishtachavet to the luchas, not because you're making them into a god, but because that's the way to bring down. The physical thing we can relate to to bring down what Hashem wants to bring down. And now when that never happened, Moshe disappeared. He's 40 days late. He never brought Luchas. So now we're looking for something to replace Luchas. Something to replace the physical thing which we can relate to, so to speak, in place of Hashem. Which is a, a, a new Mahalach also. A new Mahalach. But let's think about it for a second. What does it mean? What does it mean? We asked the question before. When HaKadosh Baruch wanted to show protection, he showed him something physical. 
when the Shechina came to talk, not, I just gave you one example, but Moshe, but again and again, that every time the Shechina came to talk to Moshe and Aaron, it says that they saw the Avnu Oman, which came down. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu was showing them Ruchnis in a physical sun kind of setting. Right? It's not like today we understand that we don't begin to try and even conceptualize something uh, in related to Hashem. We deal with the, the idea of spirituality on a completely non-visible level. We don't try and picture Hashem. We don't try to find a medium to bow down to for Hashem. It's, it's, it's that we, we deal with it without anything visual. Why in the middle was it so different? So here also the two approaches. We'll talk about the first one tonight. We'll leave the next one for next week. And that's the approach of the Rambam in Mori Nebuchim. And then the general approach of the Rambam in Mori Nebuchim is that very similar to what the Kuzari is saying here. And that is since the Jewish people, so to speak, had a background of Avodah Zarah. So then this was a stage in trying to detach them from Avodah Zarah. Detach them from Avodah Zarah. And if the idea of Avodah Zarah was, the other people didn't believe in spiritual kaifas. They did. But they felt that the way to access the spiritual kaif is there has to be a physical way to connect to it. Then the idea of Hashem showing them, even though He's in charge, they can still see that physically. So there was a way of detaching from Avodah Zarah. What's really the difference? Why have I asked, does Avodah Hashem not need a physical, so to speak, intermediary? When we talk to Hashem, we talk to Hashem. We don't need something in front of us, so to speak. We don't need something to work through. What's the difference? This is the insight we said before. The difference between Tefillah and Avodah Zarah. Avodah Hashem and the Havdil, a million times, Avodah of al it's like this. Avodah Hashem means the Hashem we ask Hashem. Hashem sends. If that's the case, we don't have to make the pathway for Hashem to send us. You can find that out. We ask. We ask. How Kodesh Baruch wants to, whatever we're asking for to come to us, whether it's Parnas, whether it's children, whether it's knife, whether it's Shef, whether it's Ruchnis, whether it's Torah, Hashem will find a way to send it to us. We don't have to make Him a track. Just like to bring this into a much more simple physical level, Right? If HaKadosh Baruch wants to give a person money, I don't have to teach Hashem how to do it. He'll find a way. It's coming mitzidoi, and if that's the case, he'll find a way to get it to me. I don't have to help him. Masha'ik and Avodah Zarah didn't work like that. Because Avodah Zarah isn't coming from a rotsen milamala to give. That's what he said before. Avodah Zarah came from the ability that people had to steal. They understood how things worked, and therefore I can force things to come to me. But if that's the case, I'm doing it. It's not coming milamala. Because Rukha definitely does not want that to happen. That the person is doing it. If that's the case, the person has to make the track for it to come. And therefore, Avodah Zarah had to work through something physical because that's making, so to speak, the channel to get it. But Shaykh and Avodah Hashem is intrinsically different. We're not bringing things down on our own. We're not forcing them to come here. We're talking to Hashem. We're asking Him. If Hashem wants to give us, then we have to help Him how to do it. He can find His own channel. And that's Avodah Hashem. But Dafka can't be through an Imtsoi. Every Avodah Zarah always is. But Avodah Hashem can't be turned inside. The whole idea is that we don't have to, so to speak, we don't have to be the ones to, by force, to draw this, whatever we want to us. We ask Hashem and Hashem will send it to us. Now, this was a mind shift for people who are used to Avodah Zarah. They understood a spiritual world. They worked with it. They understood it wrong. They understood it as something which they know how it works and now if we understand how to use it, we can misuse it. We can take from it. 
Mashain can have a session, has to be understood on a completely different level. And that is, even if you understand the system, we don't take, we ask. And this is a little bit, there's more to talk about, but just in this point, a little bit to understand what the answer of the desire was. To make it a marshal today, imagine you had the keys to the vault where all the money is kept of the country. More than that, you have the code to switch on the printing press which prints titles, and you have an access to it. So, if you need money, you could go and take it. You could print it, you could take it, you have the ability to do it. Or, you could put in a, you could go and ask whoever's in charge, please can I have a raise in my salary? Now, you could say yes, you could say no. It's up to him. But if I want it, it's open to me, I can take. No one will know. Well, no one will stop me at least. So, when a person's in a situation where they really need the money, what's the temptation? Just do it. I have the keys, I have the ability to take, just take. Or not. That's the wrong thing to do. I'm going to go and ask and I'll leave it up to my superior or whatever it is to decide. If you understand the marshal, that's exactly what Abu Zara was. Understanding the spiritual world meant understanding how the system works, and now that means I know where to take from. And Abu Zara didn't mean I have to ask. I would do it myself. I know I know how to misuse the system, so I'll just go take it on my own. I need something, I'll go get it. Or, no, Hashem's in charge. Don't take by yourself. Hashem's in charge, even if you know what to do, you have to ask. That was a little bit of the challenge of Abu Zara. When that challenge got too strong, so what did Einstein Hesach do to ask for? First of all, one thing. Akadosh Baruch should block the system. It's not done to do anymore. We don't understand. We don't know what to do. It's like we lost the keys. So now there's no option of taking on your own because we wouldn't know how to start. We don't know how to make malachim work. We don't know how to bring things down here anymore. And if that's the case, that not just the aids of Avodah disappeared, the knowledge of how to use Avodah Zohar disappeared. That's what the Gemara says in Avodah Zohar a few times. It says that the old Avodah Zohar today, they just keep them up to practice. It's Minagav Islami that they don't really know what to do. Because they don't know what to do. That's what Hashem blocked that. And that was the, the first point, understanding of Zara. That from the knowledge of the system came the ability to misuse the system. And now the challenge was, I don't have to ask. I can just do it. And that's what the Gemara says. The difference between Avodah Hashem and Avodah Zara is by us it says, by Tzadikim, it says, Their God stands over them. Because Avodah Hashem means Hashem is in charge and He decides and we have to ask Him. Whereas when it comes to Oda Vodazara, Haim only Madalahim. They stand on their gods. So they have para nits of Allah Yaar. Why? It's not a god I respect. Avodazara means it's a system that I can misuse. So I'll do it myself. I'm not asking, I'm doing. So it's a lack of it's a lack of respect. It's exactly the opposite. It's an ability to use things to my to my advantage. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about tonight. So that was the idea of why Abdul Vodazara needed an entity. Why was something so ingrained in Klaishal's mindset that it was a process to get them used to not having that and re- relating to Hashem without seeing a physical, so to speak, in-between stage medium and the Chiddush of the Kuzari, that that was a, a Nikshal of the Egg Razov. It wasn't replacing Moshe like the Rabbans, it wasn't replacing Chasm Shalom Hashem, it was looking for an entity to replace the Luchas which they never got. Okay, that's what you Now, the Rabbans will not be finished arguments, in the next year we'll go back and explain the rest of how he explains that